Be following Willie more and more. Back in the NRL. As Willie Mays. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand. Welcome to episode number 22 of The Take with Willie and Ian. It's both of us here today, William. You're in your house. I'm in my house. We're separated once again. I'm a bit over it. I'm a bit over the Zoom podcast. How are you? I'm over it too. Yeah, but I don't know. It is what it is. It is what it is. There's nothing much you can do. We are, once again, we are brought to you by bettingsite.com.au. They must be getting an absolute hammering on the weekends because there is Literally nothing to do, but watch. I know what has been getting a hammering. This is not even product. (laughs) Young young Henry's has a gin. It does. It's a good gin too. I didn't didn't even, how did they know that that was my favorite drink? Are you just pouring it? And I'm pouring one now. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Straight out of the bottle. It's good. The best way it is, it's a noble cut. Uh, William, let's just... uh, Let's just quickly say a big shout out again to everybody for, I guess, the sacrifices that people are having to make. All those people that are, everyone's doing it tough. All those people that are um, affected by this whole horrible thing. It's been a, another four weeks announced. It's it's another four weeks of doing the right thing. And and obviously, um, people are affected outside of sport. They're affected outside of everything. So. We just want to wish everyone all the best again. Yeah. And yeah, we said that last week. Just just take care of each other. Now is not the time to be um, you know, to be very petty and and um, you know, dobbing on each other. That's not it's not it's not an Australian way. We don't do that. We've got to stick together, we've got to stick tight. You know, um, a lot of other people have people have different views on everything. You just gotta respect everyone's everyone's views and just try and get through this together. You know, it's a bit of a shit fight. Not nobody's happy. Not anyone in Australia is happy with the situation, but it is what it is. If you can't control the situation, it's the way I always feel. If I can't control the situation, I just got to just sit back and let it ride out. So, um, you know, I I don't agree with a lot of shit that's going on, but I can't do anything about it. So we're just going to have to wait it out like everybody else. Yeah. Not much you can do. Not much you can do. The best thing about it, I reckon, is the fact that the Olympics are on. Um, because literally it's just giving everyone an escape so that they can have a look now. You're stuck at home. There's nothing to do. Oh, look, hang on. We can watch. We're so, all an expert in badminton now. Everyone's- there's so much sport on. If you're whinging and saying, oh, my God, I'm so bored. Obviously, you just hate sport. Netflix, Stan, I don't know what else, Fox Sports, every single sport, ESPN. Like, there's just so many things, reruns of everything you want. I mean, YouTube, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, stay at home and do all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm more like, you know, you, could, you don't have to get that bored at home, but go out, exercise still. I'm really going to, um, I'm really going to try and uh, get that out there. Just don't, don't be that dude that's just stuck at home. Obviously, uh, respect everyone's spatial awareness, do everything right, wear a mask. And if you're out in supermarkets and stuff, but get out there and exercise. The, the part, you know, the government's sort of neglecting that and there's no real, people coming out going make sure you exercise make sure because that's great it's better for your mental health a lot of these guys are suffering a lot of people are suffering at home and the best thing is to get outside and exercise you sit at home you get into bad habits you drink too much you eat too much shit and the next minute what it's six weeks in lockdown you know what i mean you, you start creating these really bad habits so you know i can't express enough to get out there and still be healthy you know, a lot of people around the eastern suburbs and everywhere, like they're all walking. Everyone's exercising. And, you know, there's, I was I was down in Bondi today and I went for a walk and, you know, the cops are down there doing the right thing. They're telling everybody who's not walking to move on. You know, there's no typical Bondi people down there sunbaking, loitering. You know, you have to be exercising. So they're trying to do the right thing. Everyone's trying to do the right thing. It's good that people are trying to get out there and exercise and move because the worst place for you, Right now in this absolute shit fight is at home. Being that's where mental health is so important. You know, we've got to just keep expressing our heart, how how much you just got to help your friends, help your mates, keep asking all your friends, are you okay? How are you doing with all this kind of stuff? Because people deal with things different. And I think it's so important that you do help your friends, even your neighbor, have a chat with someone. Just be just be more proactive with how you usually are. I'm not usually like that. I'm very close with my friends. You know, I'll ask you, I'll ask you how you are and everyone who's close to me know that I'm like that, you know, but 
if I don't really know you, I'm not usually like that, you know, but I'm, you know, you know, I talk to my neighbors and people down the road and people at coffee shops and stuff like that, because we're all in this together. It sucks. But what do you do about it? What can we do? Well, as, as a, as a guide of what not to do in terms of being healthy on Saturday Arvo, I filled up a water bottle uh, full of Negroni. And then I went for a walk using obviously young Henry's gin. I went for a walk with a mate in the park and we basically just had a full water bottle full of uh, pure alcohol. And we walked around and drank the Negroni. And then I came home and had about 10 young Henry's and ate two tubs of ice cream. So for those of you out there struggling with your mental health, don't do that. Because I woke up on Sunday going, that was one of your best. So <laughs> what, we sh- what we should do, though, is we should just have a quick a solid. Chat I can't believe you feel a water. <laughs> well, you can't, you can't drink in public. I know, but that's, just, that's great. Not, nice, not condoning it. Not condoning it. Don't, don't except, do that. Don't except for... Except for when I got a bit, I, I got a bit tired around the second lap around Centennial Park and had a big skull thing. It was a water bottle, and it was not. So let's have let's have a quick chat about Ariane Titmus. She is an absolute superstar. We'll go into the rugby league in a sec, but um, this Olympics has been fantastic, and we won two medals in the in the in the rowing today, and in, in the men's and the women's coxless fours. And then Ariane Titmus, who is an out and out superstar. Um, and her coach is now my favourite person in the world, other than Ariane Titmus. That, that celebration is the best I've ever seen in my whole life. I didn't know because I didn't know I didn't know who Aaron Titman was. Titman was, and I was just like, "Who's the coach?" I was Who's like, the coach? Who won? Who did this thing? And it was an Aussie. I thought it was some crazy yank or something like that. I didn't think it was an Aussie because I only just saw the highlights. The best yeah. was the the Japanese official trying to sort of shoo him across, and she didn't realise he still had a bit more in the tank, and he went back yeah. for the second pelvic thrust. She didn't know what to yeah. do. Poor old Japanese, they're not used to Australians. He, <laughs> not that behaviour. He'd been, he'd been walking around the athletes' village with a bottle of Negroni, I think. Uh, anyway, congratulations to all the Australian athletes. We're doing very well. We always do well in the swimming, and then it all Jess the Fox. Fall shout off. out to Jess Fox. Jess Fox, my girl. She got oh, bronze in the. Um, she was mate. so close. She's the best really in the upset. world. She's easily. the best. She's easily the best in the world. My heart goes out to her, but she, I think everybody knows. I mean, the, the gold has slipped away a couple of times with her, but um, she's easily hands down the best in her sport in the world ever. She's and it amazing. just goes she's to show. Girl. She's so amazing. She's. I, I did that Hell's Kitchen with her. That's how I got. We we become friends, and I've stayed close with her ever since. And she's a she's a rocking chick. She's awesome. And it just goes to show people don't. Oh, and I understand. and I beat and I beat her in the onion challenge. So, that's, right. you bringing you bringing that up, hey? Yeah, yep. that's yep. yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right, good. So, what I was about to say is that you would understand being an elite athlete, but um, I'm taking that back now. So, elite athletes <laughs> understand that the the margin between success and failure is. And she literally got a two second penalty, and that two second penalty, she just touched one of the things just briefly. And that two-second penalty cost her a gold medal. It's just, it's a brutal, brutal thing. Every brutal four sport. years, you get one chance. I yeah. know. My heart broke when I saw when I saw that. It was ter- terrible. But I, in my heart, in her heart of hearts and everybody in her sport, she is number one. Yeah, she is. And she's a fantastic role model, which is something that you cannot say about some of the rugby league players that once again are out great there segue. doing best. Hey, great Thanks. segue. It's beautiful. I'm getting better at this. I'll tell you uh, what, my throat is warm. Well, it's... That's, there you go. Thank you again to Young Henrys. Happy Coria Sour. Is that a shocker? I don't know. I don't really want to go into it in terms of because that's obviously now the biggest issue it's for Coria Sour. It's news. It's, it's his, news. his marriage now because I mean they came out and did a thing together. But I mean the bloke. It's just dumb. It's dumb. So the other big news from that is James Roberts. Um, was he's just been suspended for a match and he's been fined. Um, he's been quarantining for two weeks. Now, his crime was to go out in a balcony in Queensland. Yeah. I, like, I just, and that's it, eh? That's all he did. That was all he did. He, he didn't scale down the building and go out and, and go straight to Hollywoods. He just, he literally went out the front and someone took a photo of it and Oh, just scummy. Is that 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 thing there? He's not sitting there trying to climb out of the building. I'm not condoning anything he did, anything that he did at all. By the by the, by the protocol rules, he did, you know, he stuffed it up. But why would you take a photo of that 
You know, like he's just sitting on his balcony. Like we get it. We get it. We get all these rules, but this is exactly what I'm talking about. That is no, no need for that. And then people come and say, well, there's no need for him to get out. Maybe he needed some fresh air. I don't know what it is. Like, do you expect him just to stay in there for 14 days? I've never quarantined. I don't plan on doing it. But like, what are you, you staying? But they've got a balcony. Why give him a balcony? Why, Mate, I'll tell why you what. Why, why have the option of a balcony? Well, honestly, do you honestly think that people who have been quarantining that aren't a rugby league player haven't stuck their head out the window or something? That, so One the ridiculous part of they it, have. But there's a photographer there trying to wait for James Roberts to do something wrong and he gets hammered. And the thing for me is you look at... makes me sick. If they go up there, they said, all right, well, we're going to have the thing and, you know, you can have the quarantine and the families can come up. And then all of a sudden they turn around from that and they say, you've got it. You can't go out in the balcony because apparently that's, you know, dangerous. But they made them tape up the windows. Like it's, I don't know, for me... It's overboard, days. This is this isn't this isn't necessarily an issue um, for for the wider community. This is an issue for Queensland Health. Queensland Health have said, yeah, you can come up and you can do it, and then they changed the the guidelines halfway through. And this bloke's gone out literally on a balcony. I don't know if I'm missing something, and if I am, I'll apologise. But if the bloke's just gone out on the balcony, this is not the crime of the century. No, but they look look what they've done to him. You know, just dragged him through the coals again, like he's the worst person in the world. You know. He has his own issues, Jimmy Roberts, mate. He's a great kid, but he has a lot of issues. You think of the person with, and he's been very open about his 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 mental health issues. You think that's good to be stuck in a in a in a little room for fourteen days without any fresh air or anything like that? You think that's good for your health? It's not. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's something you know. There's, there's got to be different rules, you know, for some for some for people in those circumstances. Like, I just I just don't think it's fair. I mean, I get it if he's if, if for all the other things that the rugby league players have done, throw the book at him, and it has and it has happened. But this kid here, he has to miss out in another game. His whole name gets dragged through the coals again, like he's some bad, he's a bad apple. Terrible. I, like I, f- I do feel a bit as if this is like the straw that broke the camel's back. So you've got all these incidents. You had Vaughan, Arrow, and Corey Sow all in one sort of you know a two or three week block, and then this bloke just big, pops they're it. Big, they're, they're bigger deal. They were bad. They were bad. Yeah. All of those things. And this bloke, I don't know. It's, I, I can't see this being a massive issue. And and, and, and hence hence the, the petty, um, you know, like one one game. That's it. Because it's not that severe. Yeah. But they have to yeah. come out and do something because oh, they now have to do something because he's broken the law. It's it's the law, it's the protocol, and he has he's broken it and he's paying the he's paying the piper now. It's just yeah. terrible. This it's, is very petty. Because there's been there was there's been a lot of shit when people were first quarantining. There's been people being photographed on their balcony and all that kind of stuff, and no one really gives a shit. Just that they weren't rugby league players. The thing is, as well, they've. They're, I guess the Queensland Chief um, Health Officer has threatened to sort of shut the whole comp down, and if they have one more thing, um, you know, they'll shut it down. Like I, I look at this Queensland Health Officer, and honestly, I'm I'm not throwing stones. She's doing it. You know, it's a difficult job, but she's the one who said, "Don't get AstraZeneca," and that sort of threw everything out. Like, well, she's she's under a lot of pressure. She's she now has the power to stop the entire competition, so she could say, "You know what? We're having no more football because you blokes can't be trusted." Well, like, I, I guess don't know. What? I'm not really, you know, not a betting man, but like, I'm pretty sure they. What? Who who holds the um, grand final this year? Queensland. Queensland. Yeah. How much money is that going to be worth to Queensland? Twenty-eight billion point six millions and millions of dollars. You got all the semi-finals here. You got all the club. You got all the clubs there at the moment. You think you're going to be? You'd have to have something severe as hell to 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 let the NRL just slip out of that and no have no grand final. The amount of money that's going to bring to Queensland. So I think it's a money thing. And I'm a, from a betting man. I dare say we the NRL will keep continuing up there. Yeah, you, you are reckon? a betting man. You're just not very good at it. I'm awful at it. But I just, I just, I just don't think. I just think. I think it's, 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 it's going to be a money thing. You know, you're not going to go. Oh, get out of here because someone's like he's he's left his room and he's wanted some fresh air. Well, that's the last thing. That's the car. That's the straw that broke the back. No, 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 no. Can you imagine millions of dollars? Can you imagine though? Like, there's the premier let that slide. That there's very few things that. Like as a society, we've got to look forward to at the moment. It's it's very hard going for a lot of people if they start taking 
one of the only things in terms of the, you know the AFL and the NRL and, and, and the rugby union. Look, look at Jacinta Ardern, the New Zealand um, Prime Minister. They're in lockdown, the travel bubble shut, but the Wallabies can still go over there because she mm. understands that this gives some people an outlet. You know, there's and not going to be 23 was, yeah. blokes. And how big is it with, if the grand final? Grand final's never been yeah. in Queensland. Yeah, pretty big deal. You know, I don't yeah. think the health minister has all the power in the world. Pretty sure there's power. There's, there's people a lot more, you know, higher than her pay grade anyway. Yeah, below Us, her pay grade. Me, more you, powerful. Definitely. That's it. That's it. Not the producer. That's it. Pretty much it. The other thing as well that's happened, um, and this is one thing I don't like about social media because it is just, a, you know, it's, I love Twittering, but some of the things I see on Twitter really quite, they piss me off. And so Roger Tuovasa-Shek, who has given so much of this game, he's, you know, he's a New Zealand captain. He's a Dalian medalist. He's done everything. He's going to rugby union. He has decided to um, go back to New Zealand because of the travel, travel bubble, give up his um, the, the end part of this season. And let's be honest, the Warriors are going nowhere. Um, so is Lisa now, Mal, the, um, the, the Warriors prop or front rower, sort of come yeah. back rower. The amount of shit that they're copying, oh, you're gutless, what about it? I don't get it. These are blokes that have been away from their families for two years. And I get that people are saying, oh, people have to move for work all the time. Yeah, but if you're a fly-in, fly-out worker, then you're away for 10 days and home for 10. These blokes have been away for months at a time. Years. The Warriors have been away for a couple of years now. And you absolute pieces of shit to even think that. I hope these these are the guys I always say, like, they're – they're the, the guys living in their mum's basement, never played a first-grade game, thought they pl- were probably good in under-10s. They probably got most improved. You know what I mean? Like, they just have absolutely nothing in life going for them. They're sitting at home on their little computer and just bag guys like Tuovasashek who could not be more of a, more of a, like, professional, a great person. Every single box that gets ticked, he's that. And then you still have the audacity to come at that kid and say that he should be doing this and this. I want to know who these people are. Obviously, I don't think I don't think it would be any journos because they wouldn't go that low. Nah, of course. No, not. it's just and it's just and this is this is what you got to understand: the people that write this shit, they're low lives. They have nothing going for their lives at all. That's the way I think of them, and they are. Show your face. Do you know what I mean? I just look at them; they're just like they're absolute pieces of shit. They have. If you can sit there and bag these two blokes and say that you should be doing this and everybody travels and this and that, like what sort of person are you? That's why I sit yeah. there and I just laugh because you're an absolute joke. That's it. And that's why I, I, I see shit like that on Twitter. I'll go at them that hard because they yeah, they just don't understand. They don't understand life. They are, their highest achievement is coming ninth in a 70-meter race in under sixes. That's it. Ninth-place ribbon. I got a ninth-place ribbon. That's, that's a very specific – that's a very specific event and placing that you just gave them too. Yeah, it wasn't ninth. Yeah. Nine in, in a 70 meter. Yeah. 70 meter, well done. And it was a three legged race. And the partner was your same bolt. Come on, man. They're the sort of people that we're dealing with. I don't give a shit about anything like that. Especially, I mean, like Twitter, they're just giving everybody, you know, their power to, oh, my, say my opinion. Fuck off. No one cares about it. Especially yeah. this kid. Was that you? You're pointing at yourself there. Just say that kid over there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's um, shit, mate. Because those, both those two are some of the are the nicest blokes you'll ever meet, and have done. Leeson, Leeson, I'm one of the toppest blokes in the world. But two of us, what he's done for the game, New Zealand rugby, and the Roosters, and just being a model citizen his whole career, not a foot wrong, and you still yeah. have the audacity to have a go at him. He's given enough. Let the kid go. And he will be a huge loss to the game for that very reason. He's he a is. huge role model. And he's, yeah. I, I, he's like, been such I, a role model. He's like, sorry, he's like, you know, the Kalen Pongers, the Benji Marshalls when they come along, the JT, the dummy. He's got that step. He's got that thing where kids want to emulate. You know, RTS, Ponga's got that step. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's that sort of kid. And, you know, to bag him, to bag that sort of person, just think about what sort of person you are. And then you'll be on the same level as what I think you are. I'm excited to see him play rugby union, actually. So I wish him all the best. You're One of the it. other things in international rugby league, um, 
the Australian and New Zealand sides have officially pulled out of the World Cup at the end of the year. Um, some people think that it's due to COVID and, and you know, I guess political the, the pressures on players. But I don't know. I, I, I'm in two minds. I can understand why having an international competition in the midst of a pandemic is, is a difficult thing to organise. But in saying that, I bet these players want to play. You always say it, Will. Players want to play. So do you imagine reckon... Taking that, imagine taking, just say, uh, just say Caelan Ponga finishes the year off in in massive style. Gets big for Australia. Hasn't played a test yet. No one. They always pick debutants. I wonder how he feels about that. Yeah. Uh, that's the most prestigious thing you can earn in your game, in this game right now. Origin's the hardest game, but those things that, 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 cream of the crop jersey, the best 17 in the world, arguably, that's what you want. You want to play in World Cups. You want to play in the best team with the best players. And you're, and you're, taking, that chance, you're taking that chance away from them. Like, why can we, why can we hold the, the Euro Cup without, without a hiccup? That's in mm. Europe, isn't it? What I is believe it? So. so. What's the deal? So well, I think the Euro Cup is held in Europe. I don't know. I'm pretty There's sure it is. Sort of I don't know. <laughs> but I don't understand why. But I don't understand why. Why would why, why are they letting our players go? It's because the clubs don't want them to. There's no like. There's no. And that's the um, thing. There's, that's there's the thing. no why way. Would you want it. Tedesco? That's... Why would you want Tedesco? Why would you want Kalen Ponga? Why would you want your superstar Cameron Munster? All these blokes playing a whole year Origin, all that kind of stuff. Especially it's been a shortened year from last year, and then the whole year this year you play Origin, probably deep into the semi-finals, and then the World Cup they're going to be, you know, a little bit jaded by the end of it, don't you think? And that's but that's what it always happens like with with club coaches. And not yeah. coaches, CEOs, chairmen, they're the ones that go, "Oh, I don't I don't want him to I don't they in their way, they will, they wouldn't want you to play, especially with the Polynesians. That's what I told you last week. That's why that not many players went on World Cups back in the 2000s and stuff. Then go and when we were playing when we were playing for Australia, and they had all these um Pacifica Cups where uh, Tonga played Samoa and that Hardly anyone, they, it was frowned upon from coaches. Oh, it's only mm. Tonga, it's only, it's, you know. But now the hey, every player wants to play for Polynesian now. All the Polynesians all want to play because it means so much to them and it always has so, meant so much. What happens if I hear a rumour, like the, or the, let's just say the Indigenous Maoris and Indigenous um, Aboriginal team, like the, they get, they, they want to play in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, What's that? What, do you, what, what would you think about that? That you're pretty much, you know, you got all the Indigenous brothers here and the and the Maori boys, and if they go take uh, Australia and New Zealand's place, I'll tell you what, Will, and this is something that I've noticed in the last little while. Back in the mid two thousands, you were considered to be very outspoken, right? And that mm-hmm. was in the days before social media. People didn't, players didn't have a platform, so the only sort of way that people heard players talking was through mainstream media. And you were yeah. considered outspoken, not because the things that you said were that outlandish, but because you were a voice outside of what other people were saying. Mm-hmm. I look at it now. So apparently Blake Ferguson and Josh Adokar, who were two very big names in the game, have gone to the NRL and they've said, we'll go over under the Indigenous sort of flag and we'll play in that World Cup. Now, if that was 20 years ago, everyone would be jumping up and down and saying, you can't do that. I think this is such a fantastic new development where players actually have a voice. They have a voice. I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. And you get Latrell behind that. You get guys like JT and GI and all these, uh, the elder fellas, and they back it. What are you going to do? Then you're going to probably see guys like uh, Tedesco play for Italy. Yeah. You know, if you can't play in the world, if you can't play in the World Cup for Australia or anything like that, like have a look at the Saifidi brothers. Who else? Straight to Fiji. Um, but yeah, Fiji or Samoa, they're both eligible. Um, who else we got? Like uh, Big Papa, straight to Samoa. Like every like, there's a lot of kids there, mate. They can all they can all go play for other countries, and they will. Everyone wants to play in a World Cup. Like New Zealand, we've got New, half the New Zealand sides all mostly Polynesian, and if they come up with this with the with the the Maori side, they're going to be playing in that as well. So New Zealand, regardless, you're going to have a lot of players playing in the World Cup. Well, because your first—I just don't understand. Your first tests were actually for Tonga. I don't know if people remember that, but you yeah. actually played um, for Tonga in it. Was it was it a World Cup? World Cup, 2000 World Cup. 
So yeah, Lottie Takiri's so, Lottie Takiri played for Fiji in the World Cup for for um, in two thousand. So Petro Sivan and Siva, mm. all for both for Fiji. Yeah, and uh, I, Brent Kite. I played with Brent Kite, and then we end up you know playing for New South Wales in Australia together. But it was I've, one of the most proud. one of the proudest moments of my career, easily. Yeah, and I, I feel as though family. international rugby league. <laughs> They need to be supported more. As I've, we've said before, we, we got involved with the Emerging Nation World Cup with Poland a few years ago. And these blokes, they're so passionate about the game. And I don't know, the thing that Rugby Union has over Rugby League and always has is the fact that it's a genuinely international game. And yeah. I understand that Rugby Union is struggling somewhat in this country, but it will, it, it'll have an upswing. And then again, it'll go back to being the premier international game. And if Rugby League doesn't, use the opportunity to be able to grow the game internationally, they're missing a massive opportunity. I just feel that they just don't care. They never have really cared about the international game, especially the NRL. The NRL ruler with a – they just think the NRL is – and that's it. The NRL is the best comp, and that's about it. Australia is the best team, and that's about it. They are, so, it's, so it's an ARL versus the, the International Rugby League. They're button heads, then the NRL. And Australia just thinks they run, think they run the show. And that's they what do. it is. And they do run the show, but we'll see what sort of players, you know, and I spoke to a lot of players that, that are current internationals and they're like, I can't believe this is actually happening. Like, um, you know, they're, they're current internationals and origin players are like, I can't wait to play and they're taking this away from me. And not in those words, not very kind words. And I said, talk to the RLPA. I'm not sure. It's probably going to go above the RLPA's head. They don't mm. care. They're just, they're just going to go, you know what? We're not playing... But what can they do if, if you know, these players want to play for other countries? Well, I guess the thing is with the eligibility rules, they probably either have to choose. So if they go and play for another country, then there's ways that they can quash it. But I just think it's crap. I think they should just be encouraging everybody to play. And if they can say, if you don't want to play, don't play. And I guarantee you, most of the Australian and New Zealand sides would want to go. Yeah, I think oh yeah, most players will be most players will be playing in that World Cup. Trust me, you know it's just probably uh, probably about 10, 11, 12 players that'll probably won't, and they're probably proper, full blooded Aussies. Everyone yeah. else with a little, anyone else with any part of like any any heritage, Scottish, Irish, anything like that, they'll be over there because I think the World Cup is it not the World Cup rules are different, or did they yeah. change that? Or no, did, they changed it. A, they changed it. They did change it. Like, yeah. So it's one hundred percent. They can't just say just say Papali wanted to play for Samoa this year. He can, he can play for Samoa definitely. Yeah, but he well, couldn't. I don't think why? he could play for them. And then I don't think he would be able to play for Samoa and then come and play for Australia. But I think he can go from a tier one to a tier. So you something. can't you so so Payne Haas just say Payne Haas wants to go play, play for Samoa. He can't. He can't come back play, and play for Australia. No, he can't play for Australia. No, so they wipe that out. So, um, what about, which is know, like, Dave, well, what about you know the David Fafitas and all that? Maybe these guys will will draw a line in the sand and go, "We are playing." What are you going to do? Yeah, you're not going to pick us. Well, that's what happened. It? That's what happened with Tonga when Taumalolo and those blokes first changed their allegiances. It was that yeah. real groundswell. So, well, it um, is something. It, and something big is going to happen like that because these guys want to play for their country. And if I, I hope this Indigenous thing goes on. Right, guys yeah. like Latrell and, and Cody Walker and all, and all the brothers, man, I hope they all stick together and get it going. Yeah. They'd have a good side too. Uh, one thing that has also happened this week, William, is Craig Bellamy has signed a contract with the Melbourne Storm. I really don't understand how this contract looks. It kind of looks like they've just signed to Craig Bellamy. We're going to give you a heap of cash. And you can just kind of do what you want. There. If you want to coach, just hang out. Just don't go anywhere else. There you go. If Co- There's a lot if of Co- money. <laughs> do your best. That's the best. It's the best deal ever. And he deserves it. And, he uh, and he'll, he'll do the right thing by the club. It's not like he's going to go, all right, COVID's over. I'm just going to go to the Greek Islands for a while. You know, he's going to, he'll stick it out and he'll get the best out of Melbourne. He'll probably win another two, two premierships. He'll do everything right. It's, um, it is a bizarre contract, but, but, you know, Belly deserves what he gets. Guys like him and Wayne Bennett, they can do what they want. That's why their contracts are just pretty much in their in their favour because there's not there's not many of them around. Could you see him at another club? 
he's one of those blokes where you can't really, I I, unless it was the new Brisbane side. That's the only side you could sort of understand him going to. But watching Craig Bellamy being director of coaching at the Sharks or, you know, it, it just, it wouldn't feel right. I thought after the big three retired, he was going to go somewhere. There was a lot of rumours about that. I just did not think that he expected this next crop of kids to be that good. Now he's got the big you know six I mean? again. <laughs> now he's got an all-star team again. And and I, don't, I just don't see anyone beating him this year. But I don't think um, – I thought he was actually going to go somewhere else because, you know, you hear rumours of, uh, you know, Brisbane trying to get him back. And, you, you know, and, then, and they probably were in talks. But you had faith in the Melbourne culture, the Melbourne system, and look at him now. Like – they won the comp last year. They've been in what five last, you know, out of what five after last five years, like three three grand finals, one two. It's unbelievable, mate. That um, that Brisbane job's Uncle Wayne's, isn't it? Hey, Uncle Wayne. I don't know. You I don't know. You can't depends. go up. Are we going to? We going to have a couple of teams. You might go to the Perth one. We've got so many players. We should have about a hundred teams. Yeah, I feel like you should what about, be an ambassador for Perth. Uh, I like what Perth. about? We'll go what about? There. I saw some. I think I, I uh, well, I put on Instagram. Uh, Roger Goodell, whoever follows NFL, he made it mandatory for these vaccinations for every player. So pretty much, if you don't sign that, or if you don't get vaxxed, you don't play. Your contract stops. All that kind of stuff. How far do you reckon away that is in league? And how do you think players will react? I don't. I can't see it happening here because there's been any any attempt that there has been to mandate vaccinations in this country has been met with huge um, opposition. And I think if that was the case here, it's different in the states because these Why? these clubs are owned by yeah. one billionaire who essentially then these players they're earning that much money. Um, look, there'd be players probably that put their hand up and say, I don't want to get vaccinated. And, and, and he'll just cut them because it's such a massive market that they can sign someone of a similar stature and the bloke's given up 20 million bucks thereabouts. Yeah, I know. Or- I get it. I get it. But I mean, like there's, there's some, you know, Hall of Fame sort of players kicking up a stink saying, you know, I've got to choose now, put myself in a position where I'm actually thinking about, do I want to play NFL? Do you know what I mean? And I just think, what if, what would you do? Just say with these players now, I'm not an, I'm not anything. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not pro this, pro that. But imagine if Valandis just sends an email to all CEOs and goes, all right, for us to go ahead, I just don't think this is too far off what we're, what's going to happen. For us to go ahead in, um, for us to get crowds, obviously money, crowds, bring in. Everybody needs to get vaccinated before before round one, just maybe next year or the year out, I'm not sure. Like, if not, then the ramifications are massive. You have to stand down and then just see, because a, a lot of these players, current players, former players, have some big, serious views on these vaccinations. Yeah, but you they're not I mean? getting paid, Will. They're not getting paid. So I then know it becomes that. How, much, how much are your principles worth? And then it becomes well, a very individual say. thing. That's, yeah. that, and that's what I'm trying to say. It becomes very individual. And you'll see how strong your views are on things. If you're, if you're a current player and you have views on, on the vaccinations, like I'm, I'm just pretty sure something like this will happen in the, within the next six months, something like this. Because what's going to happen? The game needs, the game needs to go forward. The, the game needs crowds. You know what I mean? So imagine they just said, all right, and then you'll see how strong you are. And, and obviously you're going to see with belief, people have religious beliefs, people have every, all these other beliefs and I respect everybody's beliefs, but I just, those, that corner that these players might be put in, might be, is going to be scary. Well, mate, it, at the end of the day, everybody's got a price and these blokes now, you'll see what their principles are worth. And, and, well, exactly. and ultimately, ultimately, it's a decision for the individual, but like, yeah, when, when, you're sort of taking food off your own table. It's a lot more difficult to be principled. But yeah, I know. But I mean, that's what I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I don't think we're that far off about someone coming down and just going, oh, we need the, like, imagine just say, oh, even us, you know, you're not going to be able to do X, Y, and Z, really. You can't travel. You can't do any work with this and that unless you get vaccinated. I think that's what's going to happen. You're going to get put in a corner and then you're going to have to make a decision. And then you see how high you, your principles are. You know who will be the first in the queue, Will? 
Who's that? The big boys. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Willie's big boy. Anyway, guys, it was another massive weekend uh, of football again, but um, the big boys are at it again. I just can't. I can't stop watching them. They are dominating games. They are. There's been a couple of, I'll mention, you know, one of them here. He's just been probably the best forward in the comp. But um, my first point, my first point is going to go to that kid, James Fisher-Harris. And only, and this is very close for him getting three points. Like he's, his work rate is ridiculous. I think he nearly got 200 metres. And even though they just, they, I think they played the Cowboys. Am I right? They played the Cowboys? No, no. the Storm, Storm played the Cowboys. Panthers played the Broncos. The Broncos, yeah. So it was, it, was, it was a solid game. They only just won the game. So the Broncos are really up for that game. He's still got Payne Haas and all these young bulls are trying to go at him. Nearly 200 metres. I think it was like, so, you know, over 30 tackles. Like his efficiency in defence is ridiculous. So 85, 90%. Um, post-contact metres, outstanding. Two points. Joseph Depine, probably the best game he's played all year. He was, he was an absolute beast. Um, when they beat, And they beat a team, Parramatta, who have a, they have a decent pack, don't they? You know, they're very yeah, aggressive. They and he uh, he come out and he actually took them on. They started him in the front row. And I think he made something like 160, 170 metres. Post-contact metres are ridiculous. He just he just so hard to tackle. He's a young Newcastle junior. He's um, He was always that strong. He went down to Canberra and it's probably he's played his best football down there. But, mate, he's, he's an outstanding talent. Few injuries this year. Sort of derailed his mid-sort of season. But he's coming home strong now, which is great. Three points, Christian Welsh. Love Christian think, Welsh. Yeah, he's a he's a, he's a newcomer to the big boys, but um, some solid minutes. I think it was like 60, 60 plus minutes in the middle, well over thirty tackles, about one hundred and seventy meters. And um, who'd Melbourne? A lot play? of offloads. Play? A lot of offloads too. A lot of that offloads, was a lot thing. of late yeah. offloads as well. Really late offloads. He's not like your Sonny Bill sort of offloader, but it's like in contact, three people in, just that little flop back, which kills defenses. It kills him because everybody's retreating. Next minute, you go, Brandon Smith's just chopping at you and he's changing direction and you've got all these other kids there. So, um, mate, he's been he's been really, really good. I mean, he caught that head knock in origin, sort of set him back a little bit. But now he's coming back and he's got a great combination. They've got a three-headed monster down there with Welsh, Bromwich and Big Nas. And then you've got Kamakamitha. Like, he's, it's just a ridiculous setup down the there. The Kamakameleon. The Kama Chameleon is an absolute, absolute beast. So those are my three big boys for the week. So um, it'll be interesting. I think Fisher Harris, what's he on now? Is he, well, is he back up there? Sh- I'm not sure if – so I think it was Payne Haas and Fisher Harris were on 16 last week. So that takes Fisher Harris to 17. Interestingly, he – Payne Haas just missed out. Just missed out. It's only because he played against – like, I go as I said, I go with other people, I, always, I go against the pack that you're playing. Well, Fisher-Harris, I think he's on 17 now. He interestingly misses the next few weeks because he's chosen to be at the birth of his child, which is a very understandable decision. So he now leaves himself open for Payne Haas to swoop past. Oh, Payne Haas was nearly in there, but he got, what was the difference? I looked better. I was like, because they got beat, it was either him or Fisher-Harris. And Fisher-Harris yeah. got more metres and they won. Well, they won. So, sorry, so- sorry, Payne. Sorry, Payne. Yeah, and don't be sorry because Payne Haas is in He's Brisbane. an absolute beast. I'm pretty sure he's going to – he'll be Bondi all right. Bondi Tonys. Bondi Tonys who are – and let me tell you as well, just one quick thing. Um, obviously, with another four weeks of lockdown, Bondi Tonys, who's a massive supporter of ours, and all of the restaurants out there, everyone who works in hospitality, um, everyone who has an opportunity to go and buy takeaway from a food that might not necessarily be a takeaway restaurant or anyone who has an opportunity to buy takeaway from a takeaway restaurant, these places are the lifeblood of our economy and also of our society. And if you don't support them now when we're in trouble, they won't be there when we finish. So um, thank you again to Bondi Tony's. Thanks to Young Henry's and to all the restaurants out there to Drake down in Bondi, who wonderful friends of mine, you know, Get up, support them, buy as much as you can, and hopefully they'll all be there when we go back to normal. Well said. 
An Elmo doll that wants to kill its owner. A kids TV show where the main character has a giant penis. Poop flavoured ice cream. A meme that destroyed someone's life. These are just a few of the hot button issues we tackle here on That Sucks. A podcast for your ears. I'm Troy Nabobon. And I'm Dan Cribb. And if you don't listen to That Sucks on the Handshake Agency Network, then you suck. Join us each fortnight as we unpack some of the biggest fails across pop culture and beyond, joined by the occasional special guest. Head over to thepodcasts.com.au to check out That Sucks Now. You can also find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever good podcasts are sold. All right, Will. We will now head into, I would say this is probably my least favourite segment of this week, and it's for one reason and one reason alone. The producer who had absolutely shat the bed all year, has chucked out Hungarian fencer, right? A Hungarian I fencer. Was, I wasn't paying attention last week, sorry. I thought it was a G up. I thought, I thought someone was, was like, I thought, I thought Henry was like, uh, I mean, Harry was just going won. here or whatever. How did he win? Who even looks at fencing? I mean, I, I must say, I've become an expert on every sport again. I say it every four years, and all of a sudden, I'm watching the water polo last night and going, Oh, trying to explain to my son, I played one season of water polo. All of a sudden, I'm an expert. But uh, Harry, welcome. Guys, it's great to be back. It's Olympics fever, the most successful day in Australian Olympics history. How good. We went really shit the last Olympics, eh? Yeah, the last two were really bad, but we've just had a best day in 120-something years of Olympic competition. Awesome work. Yeah, how good. Do, do you know do you know what ex- I, I didn't realise this? We do better in Southern Hemisphere or time zone specific Olympics. I didn't know that. So Japan's only <laughs> two hours different. Yeah. So Japan, we're doing it's the same sort of time zone. Obviously in Australia we did very well. Um we in all of the time you? zones was, was I don't <laughs> think we count for some winter Olympics, but uh yeah. Every time there's a there's a time zone specific Olympics, we do better. There you go. There you go. We're going to Paris and oh, well. in the next two Olympiads. So um, Gons, yeah. Gonzes, absolutely no yeah. good. No That's good. why they had a still knocks party. Goals. They couldn't sleep. Yeah, how good's a still knocks party? Uh, all right. Wouldn't, so wouldn't know what you're talking week, about. Last week, Red Bull gives you wings. Last week, I uh, I was so close, Harry. Well, so was I. I'm still. I'm yeah. still. No, you weren't that close. How did how did the Bulldogs how did the Bulldogs drag from the kit bag such a shit house performance? As soon as I, you know what, I blame you, William Mason. Yeah, that's a bit. Don't cheap. blame me. Don't blame me. Don't blame me. So I've gone the Titans to cover the line into the Raiders to cover the line. And oh, what a big bet that is! Yeah, three dollars sixty-one with sports bet. I saw this come through this morning, and I thought he's reaching. I'm, I'm, fe- I'm feeling pretty good about this. Um, look, not much can go wrong here, but like, oh, are, are the Bulldogs going to come back and bite you now that you've just slagged them off? Oh, who not. are they playing? Who are the dogs playing? It's a, it's um, Bulldogs versus Titans. So, oh, see, yeah, they might. Yeah, oh. yeah so if no. the Titans have just got to win by 13 points. That's all we need. And I think the Raiders, I don't are think they will. Up. Sorry, sorry, I don't think they'll win by 13. Yeah, the Raiders, it'll, it'll be at least be one to 12. Yeah, Raiders two and a half line. That's just that's easy, easy dollar 90 return on that one. So, three dollars 61 at Sportbet. You got to feel pretty good about that. Yeah, Thanks, well, mate. He's probably Thank gonna you. lose anyway. Let's go to oh, my I've got a four leg. I've got a four leg multi that I studied all day. Uh, yeah, I've got great the Canberra Raiders just head to head. Broncos head to head. Uh, St. George Illawarra and South to be 54 and a half over. And my favorite, Ruben Garrick, anytime try scorer. Oh, Willie. Turbo, Turbo better be playing. Turbo is in the side and he's gonna play barring any late catastrophe. Okay, oh. so Ladbrokes are giving you nine dollars and thirty cents, and I reckon I reckon they're paying you overs on this bet. This looks good. All right, the only the only question mark is can Brisbane get over the line in the four X Derby? Mm. I'm tipping the Cowboys, but it's it's a toss of the coin job. So you've just got to hope the Broncos can hang on to Suncorp. It's at Suncorp. It yep. So yeah. you just got to hope that they hang on in a close one. 
They have I won seven of their last nine at some point. I think the Broncos the aren't going too bad at the moment. Like no. They, they, they were going all right what, against Penrith. They went. They, they were going toe-to-toe. Yeah, they've toe pushed Penrith. Penrith twice this year. So yeah, they, they so have it in them. Just can they nail in the – Tony Staggs. Tony Staggs is big, mate. Payne Haas is playing out of his skin. Yeah. Their halves still suck. That's That's uh, been their problem. And you feel like if they had Adam Reynolds in the game last week, they'd probably win that game. Yeah. Um, or at least they mount a serious challenge rather than sort of mm. if they were a bit anemic towards the end. But yeah, yeah I absolutely love that bed with Ladbrokes this week. I think you are. Thank you, Ladbrokes. I red, hope so. I actually team. hope. I'm, like I've, it's been a while since we all won. What did, sorry, what did we win last week with? Um, uh, the with <laughs> so we, we got a $350 return. Hey. We, yeah, we got the Hungarian fencer at seven to one. We're up to three. Wow. We're up to thirty five hundred, which is good. That's um, right. I'll, I'll read out now um, this bet because it just sounds so ridiculous that it's a chance of winning. I think so. <laughs> we've got Yui Suzaki in the women's freestyle fifty kilo wrestling into Nina Kristen, who's Swiss, and she is in the women's fifty meter rifle. And she's got to come in the top three. So if Nina Kristen from Switzerland, and she's probably Switzerland's favourite son other than Roger Federer, it goes Roger Federer, then <laughs> Nina Kristen, then the Banks, uh, and then the Watchers are fourth. But she, oh. if she finishes in the top three... Daylights, then, uh, then the Army Knives too. So. Also an Army Knives. <laughs> so what have we got for that? All right, Federer, so sport- Federer, Army Knives, and then this lady. Look, now sports bet love getting around the Olympics, and they've jumped Jeez. in here to give the producer $7.48. So they've given him another good price. That Hungarian fences bet that hasn't scared off the bookies. So still gonna he's gonna get an even better return if we can get Nina Kristen and this is gonna make start. me watch the Olympics now. All this these is- random things on KO. This is a genuine dartboard effort, but I, I've just been informed. I've been reliably informed that it's not uh, – she doesn't have to come in the top three. She has to win it. They shoot from three positions in this particular ah, there you go. rifle. So, missionaries one. Anyway, all the best <laughs> to Nina Kristen in the uh, women's rifle. So, Harold, what have you got? Okay, so Ladbrokes have uh, – They've jumped in and given me $8.61. So I've gone the Cowboys plus six and a half. So a close loss coming for the Cowboys, perhaps. Mm. Um, I like the Rabbitohs with the 24 and a half start in that game against the Dragons. 24 like and a half start. Ooh. 24 and a half I suppose, start. Yeah, they've been putting some big points on. Yeah. Um, I like the Raiders with the three and a half start. So just... Be a try better than Newcastle have been terrible the last few weeks. And I like the Sea Eagles with the 11 and a half start over the Sharks. Righto. So what are you getting there? That's not a bad bet, actually. Yeah, Ladbrokes are giving me $8.61 on that. $8? That's a good bet. Well done. We might be on. We might be up this week. I've got a feeling. I've got a good feeling. I've got a good feeling about everything. If you had had some balls, if you had some balls to go, I need something better. You've got, to, have, you've got to get them back. Yeah. Don't just you know any horses? Yeah, I do. I've actually got a share in two horses that have won in the yeah. last three weeks. Oh. So, yeah, and haven't tipped one of them. It's good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you once again, Harold. We uh, we fully expect to all four of us in the winner's circle next week. Uh, thanks that, to WeddingSide.com. That can happen. That can happen. Absolutely. Yeah. I can. Uh, I can. Happen. I can honestly see this week is going to be the week where all of the things come together, like Ariane Titmus and her swimming and her coach. It's all coming together in one beautiful hey, you've got to pick the right time. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, all right guys. Well, we'll catch you next week. Mate, thanks again. Thanks to bettingsite.com. See and mate. we will see you soon. See you guys later. All right. And you make sure you gamble responsibly, gamble. people. Gamble responsibly. Gamble. We are. We do gamble responsibly. Responsibly. Maybe too responsibly. Or maybe really badly. Just you do. badly, I think. Yeah. <laughs>
Mate, let's uh, let's just quickly go into a quick review of this week's games. Um, do you know what? I'm going to pick out, because there's some actually pretty good games here. Let's yeah. have a quick chat about the Roosters' Eels. I think the Roosters um, win. The- well, take your Roosters' hat off for a minute. Yeah, I know I they're winning. I know they're winning games, but like they haven't come up against some any any real quality quality like oppositions, don't you reckon? Yeah, they haven't. Well, look, they I haven't. Don't know. Newcastle, think, they pumped Newcastle. Yeah, but Newcastle's pretty bad. I didn't say not winning, but just like they haven't really like nailed nailed any team. Anyone that's sort of come up that's half decent, they've you know they've sort of gotten beaten, you know, quite well. So I don't know. I'm still I'm I don't like Parramatta. But yeah, I, I'm not gonna who did you yeah. who did you tip because I don't I don't have your I tip Parram. 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 Yeah. I just think yeah, they got a yeah Junior Paulo is gonna be back. Reed Marnie makes a massive difference. Massive difference. Yeah, so with him back, yeah. I think they've just got the roosters down measure. Honestly do. Yeah. Tigers oh, and Warriors. Well, you... Tigers and Warriors, I just don't care. I'm sick of watching those two. Um the Cowboys and the Broncos, I don't know. That, that's one of those games that used to be a game that you would just really tune into, but yeah. not anymore. Mm. But it's still going to be a lot of hatred towards those with those clubs. It's, that, it's the local derby, and they'll both be up for it. So it's going to be a quite intense game. I don't think the Broncos would be too good. You know, the Cowboys, yeah. they're showing up. They're showing up. Most of these clubs, the, the, lower, the lower clubs, are sort of finding their groove a little bit now. They're starting to play some half decent football. You know, there's seven games to go. It's it's it is a little bit too late, but um, you know, they're starting to find a little bit of groove. Even the Broncos are doing that. Um, yeah, but I think the Bronx will get that one. Mate, the other game that I think is probably the game that could go either way: the Knights against the Panthers. I know the the uh, the Knights against the Raiders. Sorry, I know Canberra are actually. Do we just um, skip the Dragons and Rabbits? We did. Yeah, the rabbits just win that game, you know. But in terms of in terms of the Raiders and the Knights, I, I look at the Knights side and I think if they can't win this week, their season's gone. And they don't look like winning, do they? No. Okay, I don't think you can win a game with um, Jake Clifford and Phoenix Crossland as your halves. Yeah. Simple. Because all you're going to do is just man up on Kalen Ponga, wherever he is. If you've got if you're in the middle of the park and you've got a five five split. You see Caelan Ponga on that side, you put some person over. And you go, you know what? Phoenix, try me. You know what I mean? You're not going to do it. You're not going to beat us down that other side. Jake Clifford, try me down this other side. Because you're just going to put another, you're going to put an, an extra number on the long on the on the exact on the on the long side where um where Caelan Ponga is and you solve it. That's what happens. But when you have Piercy there and you've got some other players that can actually play a bit. And make it a bit, make it a bit of a threat. Then you don't do that, you know. You, you sit there five five, and then you let Kalen Ponga. And then you got to you got to decide defensively. But wherever Kalen Ponga is, you just put an extra number there, and that's why. And he gets, he's been playing outstanding, Kalen. But what can he do? He can't do everything. But like that's that's the difference. You can't. You're gonna you're gonna probably you're gonna try and make Phoenix Crossland and Jake Clifford try and try and beat you. Can't do it. And even though they even though they're forward pack. It's still outstanding, you know, but they can't do I've played in teams before where you have a gun forward pack and you've got two halves that ain't that sharp. Cost you games. They're not that – the kicking game is off, you know. They can't, they don't go to the line. They don't put their back rolls through holes. It's It'd be frustrating. If they had Piercy there, I'd be saying they, they're going to – they'd get that game. But did – you, Did you tip the Raiders? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, tell me, just quickly, why can't the Titans – put more than 12 and a half on the Bulldogs. They can. It just depends what Bulldogs show, shows. Bulldogs team shows up. No Luke said, Thompson. That's a massive loss. He was outstanding for them last loss. week. Um, I'm just checking their team now, team list. It's, I mean, very... They've named Tomo, but was he, is he injured or...? I think he got suspended. Suspended, yeah. So he's probably going to start... Yeah. Probably Dylan Napper. Yeah, they're still gonna be all right defensively, but like they can they yeah. can let it slip. They can slip it. But but like I look at that. 
I look at that um, Titan side and they've just got points all through them and they could easily, easily put 40 on them. But like the Bulldogs are hard to judge because they might come in and just defend really good. I don't know. Why, why would Justin Holbrook bench for feeder last week? Was that a, was that a kick in the ass saying you're not doing enough? Maybe it was a bloke. bit of an impact. Maybe it was a bit of a, um, a tactic. You know, like he's, um, I don't know. They probably just wanted him to come off the bench and make that impact. They wasn't. They probably weren't getting it from um, some of their other their other players. Like he, him off the bench or starting, is a freak. Like he can do, yeah. he can do whatever he wants. I'm just having a look at his stats. What he did off the bench. Like he played. He still played 57 minutes, 14 hit ups, 160 meters. You know what I mean? Not a bad tactic, and you won the game. So you put that both. Furmore, Furmore, he's just a worker. You know what I mean? 80 minutes, you know, like 10 to 47 tackles, you know, like 100 metres gain. I'm just looking at his stats now. Like, you know, like that's, that's, that's your typical back row sort of, you know, work rate where Fafita just comes on there a little bit because a lot, a, lot a lot of teams try and game plan for him straight away. So when he's fresh, they know how devastating he is. So you'll rush and you'll put three at him all the time. Give him 15, 20 minutes, and then you put him on and let him play the rest of the game. Then you're talking different meters, aren't you? You know what yeah. I mean? So I think I think that's what that, that's what Justin Holbrooks wasn't. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't a you need a kick in the arse. It was just like no, we need to play off the bench so you don't have to cop those hits at the start because people are trying to get at him. They're trying to question him. They're trying to test his character. You know what I mean? Like you know, they're trying to they're trying to get at him really hard. You can take that away from the kid. He's still only eight. He's still only what twenty years old. He doesn't have to so cut young. those hits. So he, does, he doesn't. He doesn't have to do. It. I think it's a smart. I think it's a smart thing from Justin Holbrook. You know, take him away from all that fire in the first twenty minutes, and then like let him destroy teams at the back end of the halves. He's unstoppable. You know, as long as that young kid gets in the back row, does all he ta- does all his tackles, doesn't miss anything, does his hit ups, does his work rate, and then you come. You know, then you switch the team around. They've got a pretty good. They've got a pretty good team. Like they've got David Peach who can come on. And they, they pretty much come on at the same time and they can attack together. So it's all about the dynamic. You know what I like most about that Titan side? The fact that they've got rid of Tyrone Peachy and they've brought David Peachy out of retirement and they've put him on the wing. That's wonderful. David Peachy, such a good footballer, impact player. The, he was uh, one of the best. Manly, Sharks have got a good side for next year, but hey, let's not miss, worry about next year. Mr. Storm and the Panthers. Mr. Storm and the Panthers. Do you know what? I don't even want to talk about that game because the Panthers are so under strength that, honestly, the Storm will put 20 on them. There's my oh, prediction. Brian Tyo is a massive loss. Massive loss. He controls the energy. Him and Luai control the energy. Luai hasn't got Cleary. I don't know. That That's Melbourne. Melbourne. Lunaid, so you got, you got Charlie Staines. you got Dylan Edwards, Charlie Staines, Crichton, Aiden, and Robert Jennings as your back five. No, thanks. It's not that. It's not that intense. That because no. um, Tyo is responsible for what two hundred and fifty meters plus, some of that average. You know, he gets yep. he gets his uh, gets those sets off to such a great a great speed. They're still got a good decent side. They'll come out firing. Um, they won't. Win yeah, so no, and no Fisher Harris. God, let's not even talk about it. Uh, all right, William. I won't bring up where we are with the tips because it's kind you of winning? embarrassing. Oh, am I winning, please? Of course, Sharks and Eagles. So, so the Eagles are all back. Eagles win. Um, yeah, they're all back. Jake Chaboyevich is back. Manly, Manly will go. Manly will go deep, but they won't win the comp. Yeah, I just don't see anyone beating Man um, Melbourne ever. Manly, Manly won't beat Manly. All right, William. (laughs) Well, that concludes the take with Willie and Ian for another week. Twitter game this week. What are we going to do? We're going to go on all of them? Same as what we're always doing. We're just going to go all of them. Yeah, we tweet about, tweet about anything. Games, Olympics, whatever. Hit us up, actually, on Twitter. I like talking to you on Twitter. Everyone who's listening to the show who has tweeted, I always respond, Will responds. Just get into it. Involve. Rate, review, subscribe. That's the other thing that you need to do. Um <laughs> And thank you once again to bettingsite.com.au. They are a wonderful, wonderful organisation and they are very busy at the moment because there's nothing to do but punt. Thank you to Bondi Tony's. Young Henry's. Young Henry's. And Young Henry's. 
Young Henry's is fantastic, and I have really enjoyed my. I've had a shit house day, and I have enjoyed my Rolling Stone. I, fin- I finished mine, Oscar. I finished my case, Oscar. So I'm expecting some more. Oscar, same. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people, have a good All week. Guys. Stay safe. We'll see, see you later. next week. I'll be following Willie more and more. Back in the NRL is Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie. The Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Fuck. Oh, you got skills, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you! You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network. 